Coming to you from THAFF Media Studio. You are listening to the Hateful Eight Fantasy Football Podcast. With your hosts, Pickle and Blackburn. Welcome back to the Hateful Eight Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts. I'm Pickle, and with me as always, Blackburn. What up? We've got the week one Thursday night primer, um, Bills, Rams, it's in L.A., so it'll be an indoor slash outdoor game, depending on if you talk to fans versus like the weather people, it's considered different, um, apparently, so um, it's going to be a good game. We've got uh, a lot of points in that game for fantasy right out the gate, um, two big offenses, um Rams have a really good defense the Bills don't have a bad defense but I mean this is one of those games where you probably don't I don't want to say you're not going to start one of the defenses, defenses. you're right. probably not going to start them but if you got them you drafted them you know probably one of the top defenses that you could draft so either one of them so you're probably going to play them but don't expect much right so um we've got some news and notes to touch base with you guys uh to get you up to date um obviously then we'll have later in the week we'll have the the uh, what do you want to call it? The uh, the good, the bad, the ugly for you guys. So it's just the if you've not listened to us in season uh, before, it's the weekend matchup. So the Sunday uh, day games as well as the afternoon games, the night Sunday night game, and then the Monday night game. So we'll just touch base on those uh, later in the week. Um, but we at least want to get you guys started with the uh, Thursday night game, uh, the Bills at Rams. So um, if you've got nothing else, we'll go ahead and get into the uh, the news and notes for this episode. No? No, no, we're good. Let's go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into the fantasy news and notes. Fantasy news notes. All right, fantasy news and notes. As always, we stay up to date on the Sleeper app. If you guys don't have it, um, it's definitely worth uh, the free download on your mobile device or tablet. Um, That's where we have our listener league on, but not just for that. For news purposes, it's perfect for you guys to have. Um, It keeps you up to date immediately, especially if you do your league on uh, the sleeper app, it'll notify you specifically if a player that you have on your team, if something comes about with them. So definitely uh, a worthwhile app to download for free. So, um, all right. So we'll just kind of touch base on a couple of the bigger news. Um, the Steelers have officially named Mitch Trubisky as the uh, starter for week one, which we all kind of expected, but it's official now. Um, the bigger news, though, is Kenny Pickett actually goes to the quarterback two. He has oh. moved up ahead of Mason uh. Rudolph. Eh, so, that's not a surprise. No, it's not. But, I mean, it does speak volumes that there's likely a potential change of Trubisky to Pickett if things go bad quickly. So Sure. Um, maybe not week one, but as the season progresses. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, the uh, Matt LaFleur and the Packers want everybody to make sure that they know that A.J. Dillon can also catch the ball. He's not just a downhill runner. Uh, that we saw him a lot doing or doing a lot last year, which I still think it's going to be a one-two punch with him and Aaron Jones. So it doesn't sure, really matter. especially with the lack of you know wide receiver experience there. I know Lazard's there and they drafted Watson or whatever, but I think Aaron Jones will be catching the most out of the backfield, and AJ Dillon will still be that downhill guy. Right, I, I agree. Um, so 
I, I think Aaron Jones is going to be the one who's probably going to benefit the most uh, from no Devontae Adams when it comes out of uh, the short uh, passes. So, yep. um, Broncos tight end Albert O. Um, I won't even try to butcher his last name. Um, he's officially good to go um, for the Sunday games. So uh, for week one specifically, he's good to go. There was some question, but he is uh, fine and uh, ready to be put into your uh, week one lineups. Um, now the Jaguars expect uh, James Robinson to be ready week one, which is a lot, seeing how he is uh, coming off of a pretty serious injury. Um, so I still think he's the guy to have in that backfield if I was going to choose between him and um, ETN. ET, ETN. So I just... I don't know. I'm not sold on him as a as a running back. James Robinson's the guy that if I had to draft one or if I had to have one on my roster, that would be who I would have on the backfield. Well, he's unless... proven. And remember, ETN's coming off a major injury as well. So, right. We'll see how that goes. I mean, I still am going to try to steer clear of the uh, Jaguars' offense as much as I could. Sure. Even, but that's just me personally. So, um. Now, you do have uh, news out of the Falcons camp. You've got wide receiver Drake London officially returned to practice. Um, that's good news um, for them, obviously. But uh, for fantasy, it's something to keep monitoring since he did get hurt uh, midway through the uh, preseason setup, if that's what you want to call it. So um, I know a lot of people drafted him even as a rookie wide receiver because there's always seems to be one that seems to – jump out and progress. I mean, Jamar Chase was one of those last year, but I think Jamar Chase was kind of one of those upper echelon that he just fell in the right spot, right opportunity, right offense. So um, I would just say that he should be go per Arthur Smith, the head coach. He said he is progressing and he expects him to be ready to go for week one. So I still think he's likely like a top 25 wide receiver though, unfortunately in fantasy for the week one. So yeah. Back end, top 25. I'm, How about that? I'm just not sold on Mariota. No, that's my biggest concern. I feel like if I was going to pick anybody out of the offense in a receiving game, it would be Kyle Pitts, and that's about the only person I would be comfortable playing in the receiver side of things. So, And he's not even a receiver. So, Right. Um, Jets coach Robert Sala says it's possible, in quote, that Zach Wilson plays week one against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, no, I'm going to go with no, yeah. <laughs> right. uh, Flacco will likely be your starter. And even so, I don't know if you really want to play, even if Zach right. Wilson's good to go, you're not probably playing him. So, so start Ravens defense, <laughs> right? That's what I read. Um, <laughs> that's how I read that. Um, now I will say though, this is something to keep an eye on. Um, Matthew Stafford's elbow could be an issue all season long, uh, per NFL insider, Dan Graziano says uh it's a lingering injury says just keep an eye on it um it'll probably be a week-to-week situation and it'll all come down to matthew stafford's pain tolerance so <laughs> take it for what it's worth i still would stay matthew stafford unless let's put it this way unless matthew stafford gets hit in that elbow falls awkwardly on that elbow or when he's in his throw in motion hits a lineman in some way on that elbow specifically i don't see him coming out of a game knowing him right. If you've watched it, if you want to watch a, a t- his toughness level, or if you have ever questioned his toughness, go back and watch the game where he was with the Lions against, I believe, it was the Cleveland Browns, and he actually separated his shoulder. Now it was his non-throwing shoulder, 
but he came back in on a two-point conversion, threw the two-point conversion, or handed the ball off, whatever it was, and they won the game because of it. So I'm not concerned about Stafford's uh, toughness level as much as just as a freak accident, if something were to happen where he gets hit on that elbow in some fashion. That would be the only way I think he might come out. But right. I wouldn't uh I wouldn't uh freak out if you have Matthew Stafford as your uh quarterback right now in fantasy though. But that's just me right. personally. Um let's see here. The Bucks uh Buccaneers expect or I shouldn't say expect. They're hopeful that Russell Gage and Gio Bernard will be back for week one. Obviously they're playing uh Sunday night, right? Dallas. I believe. Yeah, they're playing Dallas Sunday night. So they've got an extra time frame being the Sunday night game, but uh I would just I wouldn't I wouldn't read too much into it at this point. I, I mean yeah. there's no I mean, reason got, to go ahead. I was gonna say they got Mike Evans and Julio still there, so I mean they're gonna be all right. Right. So but for fan- hey, if be- you got Russell Gage, I don't know, Chris Godwin's got his knee brace taken off, so he's trending in the right direction to come back too. Right. So um, and then just in regards to week one, specifically the uh, Bronco, the Broncos running back room um, is still uh, from all people within the organization expecting it to be a 55 to 45 split with Javante and Melvin. So yep. I hope it's not like that. I hope it's more of a 75, 25 or a 60, 40, something like that. I just, I mean, I know 55 to 45 is not a big difference going to 60, 40, but still that's a, that's, Five percent more carries, five more percent snaps for Javante. That gives you more opportunities. I just don't want Javante to get him down the field, and then Melvin Gordon, just the guy who punches it in for the touchdown. That's, That's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Javante will get the twenty to twenty work, and then when they get in that red zone, it's going to be Melvin Gordon time. I know. That's my. That's that's the biggest concern I have for that. So, um. I think that's pretty much it when it comes to like the fantasy news. Uh, obviously, maybe if we get something later in the week breaks before we do our uh, good, bad, ugly for week one, we can always uh, update you guys if anything comes out. But as of right now, there's not a ton of major news regarding injuries of who is and who isn't. Because we really, I mean, fingers crossed, we made it out of the preseason without any major injuries to any major names. So that was a plus this offseason. So... And I think a lot of it goes, I do truly believe a lot of it comes down to the fact that they've shortened preseason and guys are not playing as much in the preseason or even in camp. They're giving some of these veteran guys more opportunity to rest and kind of let their body do what they naturally do and kind of not wear them out in the preseason. So, Um, all right, so let's go ahead and get into the uh, final segment today, the Thursday night primer. This is not a test. This is the Thursday Night Primer. All right, Thursday Night Primer. It's going to be Buffalo against the Los Angeles Rams. It's going to be in L.A. at SoFi Stadium. Uh, Josh Allen, Matthew Stafford. I mean, there's a lot of big names, a lot of fantasy points out there. Um, I, I believe offensively, I know that it's going to say, sound cliche, but I think from an offensive standpoint, there's not a, uh, starter that you don't, uh, how do you want to put that? There's not a starter that you don't 
play on either one of these offenses, if that makes sense. I mean, pretty much. I mean, you're not Especially leaving at the wide receiver spot. Oh, most definitely. I was going to say, I mean, obviously you're playing Josh Allen. Now, the matchup yes. against the Rams defense is not great uh, for Josh Allen specifically and that Buffalo offense, but you're not sitting these guys. You're playing them. Right. I know you it's a Thursday studs. night game. Play your right. studs. The Sorry. Thursday night games are always the ones that you're just like, I hate the fact that my player's playing Thursday night because now then those guys are out of the way, and if they just poop the bed, you're done, you feel like, for the week, and you've got to wait till Sunday night. That's why we always say it's always good to have guys on Sunday night and Monday night games because you've got that, that extra hope in the tank. Uh, but I will say, though, um, just looking at projections for the week uh, for us, I mean – you're playing Josh Allen, obviously. You're playing yeah. Stephon Diggs on the Buffalo side. Now, I will tell you, Devin Singletary seems to be the guy right now uh, in that backfield. I know that doesn't mean much. Uh, I would try to steer clear of the Buffalo backfield for a couple weeks. I, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have drafted any one of the pieces, but I'm just saying I would try to steer clear from that backfield for a couple weeks to see how it kind of the dust settles because two of the three guys are going to be a one-two punch. We've seen it in the last several years with yep. Sean McDermott and whatnot, but I will just say that that's what I would say. Now, we just don't know if it's Singletary and Moss, Singletary and Cook, Moss and Cook. We don't know. I, I don't. I, I mean, I just don't know who's going to be the one-two punch, but I would feel comfortable out of the three. If I had to start one of them this week, I think Singletary would be the guy that I would start if I had to pick one of the three. I'm not saying that I'm 100% comfortable, but that's my way if I had to – currently look at the backfield i would say it's it's devin singletary and then a competition between the other two so yeah i'm with you on that um i do Gabriel think cook davis though, i do think cook though is gonna overturn both of those or overtake both of those guys by the end of the year oh i think by the end of the year it'll definitely be james cook's backfield it's just i i don't know how long it's going to take for them to just let him have the reins to the backfield so right. um I know that if if James Cook is on your waivers right now, I, he is somebody that you could stash away if you have the ability to stash away, depending on how big your bench is on your roster. He's somebody that probably towards the back half of the year, and maybe even fantasy playoffs, is somebody who's going to see a lot of opportunity. So, um, Gabriel Davis is the wide receiver too there in Buffalo. Uh, he definitely, to me, has uh, top. I'll say. Not not giving him too much credit, but I would say he's definitely in that uh, double digit. So he's, for full PPR purposes, I think he's in that 12 to 15 range this week um, against even an L.A. Ram defense that's going to see a lot of Stephon Diggs on, um, just drew a blank Ram on Ramsey. On Ramsey, yeah, on Ramsey. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of one-on-one there and uh, covering him specifically. I still think Stephon Diggs gets his in some fashion. Um, yeah. whether that's several short plays with a lot of catches or one big play with maybe a couple catches. I think he's going to eventually get he's going to get his points. Um, yeah. Gabriel Davis is somebody, though, that I would definitely uh, play in this game as well, especially maybe yeah. the wide receiver to flex spot. I'd play Gabe Davis every game this year. I think he's going to be a breakout star this year, and it wouldn't surprise me if he finishes in the top 15 overall this year. Right. Well, I mean, it. I mean, it depends. It all depends on Josh Allen and how much he really throws the ball. If he's only really throwing the ball to Stephon Diggs when he's throwing, then yeah, I could see Gabriel Davis kind of gets capped. His ceiling does, but um, 
I just I agree with you. I think this offense is going to be relying more on the pass this year than the run uh, until somebody like a James Cook kind of gets his opportunity to be the guy. So, um, now let me ask you this: in regards to the tight end spot, are you playing Dawson Knox uh, this week specifically? It's a Thursday night guy. I I know I like Dawson Knox. but I just think there's a lot there's a lot of tight end depth. I wouldn't reach right here to to play him. I think you could play somebody else. I know a lot of people's not drafting him right now, but Gerald Everett, I know we talked about him a few, you know, a few seasons past, but he's on the Chargers right now and he's the unquestioned tight end number one. Like that's that's somebody I would target to play. Right. I, I would agree with you. I just think that, especially with Herbert and everything, I think that's going to be a good opportunity for him there in a good offense with a lot of weapons. So, I just think um, that, like we just talked about, ahead. Buffalo has a lot of weapons. I don't see Dawson Knox really you know, garnishing that many targets away from Gabe Davis, Diggs, Cook, or whoever's catching out of the backfield. I agree with you. I, I think he's kind of a wait-and-see kind of tight end. I mean, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have drafted him, but right. I would say this is one of those opportunities where you maybe try to find somebody who's got a better matchup, a more yes. safer floor in a game like this. So, um, Now, I will tell you, I'm definitely playing Tyler Bass, the kicker. Uh, it's an indoor game, um, yep. and he tends to have uh, quite the leg, even in Buffalo, in a windy game. So, uh, And I feel like this offense is going to be moving the ball down the field, and Worst case scenario for the offense, he has to kick a field goal. For you as fantasy, that's great. But for right. he's going to be either kicking field goals or extra points all night. I'm just telling you right now, and I would say the same thing on the L.A. Rams kicker side as well. I would play both of the kickers in this game because, like we always say, it's indoor stadiums are great for kickers. Um, and both of these offenses are going to move the ball down the field, and they may get into the red zone and have to be forced to kick a field goal. So... Why not be playing one of these guys early? So um, I would just say on the flip side, though, um, in regards to the Rams uh, side of things, we'll dabble into their offensive side of things. Uh, You're playing Matthew Stafford. I know that the news is that he's dealing with an elbow injury, but like we said earlier, I just think that he's he's somebody that unless it's a true injury that he can't physically throw the ball in a throwing motion or whatever, he's going to play. So, yeah. Yep. And he's going to play out of his mind. So um, being a home game as well. Now, here's the other thing. This is the funny thing about we've got another clouded backfield. And this offense for the Rams, you've got Akers and Henderson. Uh, who's going to see it? Is it 50-50? Is it 55-45, 60-40? I mean, what are we looking at? I just I would try to steer clear of that backfield for the first couple weeks as well because I think yeah. that it will eventually settle, whether it's Akers or Henderson. Um I do truly think eventually one of them is going to be a 60-40 or 70-30 setup eventually. So Well, I think they want Akers to be the guy. It's just, you know, he's coming off a major injury as well. Henderson proved that he could shoulder the load last year, uh, but he has injury concerns as well. So, I mean, who knows? Like you said, it's a wait-and-see approach, but I think Cam Akers was dra- being drafted pretty high. So he I know was. some people he was, got I him. think he had a second-round ADP is what he was looking at. Yeah. So. I mean, if you've got Cam Akers, you're probably playing him, honestly, because he's probably RB1 or RB2 on your team. So you, you're kind of, I don't want to say stuck, essentially, but you kind of are forced, your hand's forced to play. So Right, right. Um, now, I will tell you, wide receiver-wise, obviously you're playing Cooper Cup. Uh, and yep. new face, Allen Robinson. You're playing him this week, obviously. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Matthew Stafford's going to throw the ball a ton. Um, 
he's and he's he's gonna obviously he's gonna focus on Cooper Cup a lot, but I do think that Allen Robinson is gonna be a new face, uh, fresh face, um, and he's gonna see a lot of opportunities. So, um, I, I to personally to me, I think whether you're I, I think Allen Robinson and Gabriel Davis are both in the same bubble of like that twelve to fifteen range for this week. So they're both wide receiver twos essentially, if you really want to call it that. Uh, so they're right outside that top. Th- 12 they're somewhere to me i think both gabriel davis and alan robinson can be in that 15 to 17 range by the end of the week this week so um i just think there's going to be a lot of fireworks and a lot of points uh fantasy wise in this game to to miss out on it so i agree um now um the tight end position you got tyler higby um I, I feel like this is another tight end situation, the same as Dawson Knox. We're like, they just got a lot of weapons in the receiving game, so he takes like third or fourth best opportunity wise in this right. offense. I mean, you're right. Yeah, I mean, we you know we're high on Tyler Higby on the show, and we we like him and everything. But again, I just think there's better options that you can roll with during the weekend. Especially, I think it's just a safer floor is the biggest thing because. I could just see Dawson Knox or even Tyler Higby go out for one to two catches for like five yards. Or I could see them go for two catches and 20 yards and a touchdown. I mean, that's right. literally the range, and you don't know what you're getting. It's the Jason Witten effect, I'll, I'll call it, where you just know that he's going to see catches or opportunities, but he's probably not going to see a ton. So it's like you're flipping the coin, like hoping that it's the two for 20 and a touchdown. Otherwise, right. he's getting you two points, and you're just like, "Well, my week sucks now because my tight end got me two points, literally." Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, kicker wise, uh, it's Matt Gay there in um the Rams kicker wise. So yeah. I I just think that they're gonna be the both him and uh, Tyler Bass are gonna be the guys that you're gonna want. I think they're probably gonna be in the top five for kickers for the week, honestly, just for opportunities and points. So whether that's kicking five extra points or they're kicking three 30, 40-yard field goals. So, yeah. um, And as you've always said, indoor kickers are the best kickers to have or kickers who play a lot of indoor games are good to have. Right. So I prefer that, yeah. Um, now we'll finish up defensively. We want neither one of these defenses. I mean, you're probably going to play them the way you drafted them, but don't ex- like we said, don't expect much from them. Maybe you can get four or five points. You know, maybe Aaron Donald gets you a couple sacks or, you know, Stafford gets sacks, a couple sacks or even maybe a, a fumble or something. Who knows? But, yeah, I'm, I'm not expecting the double-digit fantasy points from either one of these uh, defenses. I, I was going to – that's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, you probably drafted these guys to play them every week defensively with the Bills and the Rams because more often than not, they're going to be a team that you can play every week. You just got to – lower your expectations for week one since they're both playing good offenses that they're probably going to be five points or less. Honestly, you'll be happy with five points coming out with these defenses. They may not win you your week, but they're not going to lose you your week. If that makes sense. So, um, all right, let me ask you, we'll start it. Um, who do you think wins the Thursday night game? I want to say bills. I do, but I'm just going to go with the home team. I'm going to go with the Rams on this one. I'm actually picking the Bills because it's an indoor game. I think that I think I don't think it's a blowout either way. I think this is a very close mm-hmm. game, uh, a tough defensive game. I it, I just think that both offenses are high powered, both defenses are good. I think that you're probably going to see a 28-21 type of game maybe or a 
24-21 game. I don't think you'll see uh, the 35 or more points in this game, but that's just me personally. Yeah. Um, I, I, but I could see – I mean, I really could see the Rams winning. I, mean, I just feel like it's kind of a flip of a coin personally because I think both teams are really good. I think we could be seeing these teams later in the year uh, for the Super Bowl as well based on their defenses and offenses. So if people stay healthy and whatnot all year. Yeah. so. Um, all right, that's all we got for today's episode. Um, if you guys uh, don't follow us on Facebook or uh, social media in general, um, you can find us on Facebook, and we're also on Twitter uh, under the podcast name. Um, and then for personal, uh, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at jpickleth8ff, and then Blackburn's at jblackburnth8ff. Um, you can go to the website, The Hateful 8FF, and there's going to be articles coming out now that we're in season. Um, so you'll have your starts and sits. You'll have your waiver wire guys and things like that that you guys can keep tabs on throughout the week from our writers. So um, anything else before we wrap up to the episode? No, that's it. Thanks for listening, guys. Yep, we appreciate you guys, and we will see you guys for the uh, week one, the good, the bad, the ugly series.